Welcome to the Honor Roll Insurance Podcast. This is a podcast of the Toscano Agency, which, by the way, was founded on Bill Toscano's porch over 50 years ago. Why the front porch? It's because his wife would not let him use the dining room. We're still family-owned, operated, and friendly here at the Toscano Agency. You can see Bill Toscano's front porch. If you go to Toscano.com, make sure you check it out. Today, we're talking about how to avoid a bad game of whisper down the alley and becoming a ping pong. We want to talk about how to effectively gather client information. Without further ado, here's today's episode. Good morning, Dana. How are you? Good morning. So here's the debate. I'm good, Nicole. I'm sorry. How are you? I'm good. What's the debate? Go ahead. Okay. So I always thought the first day of spring was March 21st, which is tomorrow, Mm -hmm. but I swear my news is telling me it's a certain time today. It is. It's today. That is insane. So I've been wrong all my life. (laughs) (laughs) But either way, I'm super excited. Yeah. Spring, even though my wind chill was, you know, 16 degrees this morning, you know, it's got, it's getting better. It's great. I'm so excited that we're on the up, everybody. We are. For sure. And it's sunny here today. It's going to be like mid fifties this afternoon. I'm very excited personally. Flowers are coming up. My bulbs are up. My hyacinths are up. My indoor garden where I started all my seeds. Amazing. As long as the cats leave everything alone, we're doing pretty good over here. So I have had spring fever for a month. So I'm really happy spring's here. Hey, I don't know about you with that warm February, we had Mm -hmm. had some budding early, but I knew it wasn't going to last. It's been colder in March than it was in February. I know. Um, But hey, I, as you know, living around here, it could easily keep freezing over, but the spring is around the corner. You're right. The the rest of this week's looking super springy. Yeah. We're going to be in the seventies. I'm very excited. So as my great grandmother always said, till March is over, we can still get an onion snow. So it is possible because we didn't have much snow this year. We had like three inches here. Not that much. Nothing to write home about. No, no, that's nothing. Nothing at all. Yeah. So, so we'll take it. We'll take for it. For sure. But today we're going to be talking about how to avoid becoming a ping pong ball. And this is really about when we're gathering information. So whether you're on the retail side and your insurance, even if you're not in insurance, you know, whatever industry you're in, there is some sort of communication that has to happen where you have to gather information from another party. And that's what we're going to talk about today, because I don't know about you, Dana, but when someone keeps coming back to me with additional questions in multiple communications, like multiple phone calls, multiple emails, however they're communicating with me, if they keep coming back to me for more information, I start to lose trust. I start to feel like they don't know what the heck they're doing. And you don't want to lose the trust before you've even started. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. I definitely understand, especially if it's questions that were likely already addressed. I mean, I get it. Yeah. Some ones that you might have forgot about or something that didn't come up. I'm all about that. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But like you said, if, if it becomes multiple, multiple correspondence and all of a sudden you're having to repeat yourself or saying, what's the real problem here? That's what makes you a little leery. Like what, what's the real hesitation? Why do we keep revisiting some of these things over and over again. And yeah, you don't want to push them away before you even get the business. But yeah, you know, like and I mean, I think it, it shows that you're unorganized, you're not prepared. Maybe you don't actually know what you're talking about and like things get shaky from the beginning. And that's never a great way to start a new relationship or a new, you know, if you're choosing a new vendor provider, whatever it may be. So mm-hmm. there is definitely a key component here about being organized and knowing every piece of information that you need to gather. But 
We also don't want to interrogate people at the same time. Like you can tell personally, you can tell, like I've experienced this. You can tell when you've got someone on the end who's just going through a list. Like I need to gather these things from you. Okay. And I get it. You can't ask really someone's address differently than asking them for their address. Like I get it. There's things you can't like turn into a conversation, but I think there is an art in the way you can like weave these things into a conversation to learn more about the other party, because no matter what industry you're in, when you are gathering information from your client, it's all about your client and you're trying to learn pieces of information about them so that you can also start to establish and develop that relationship. To me, this is where it all starts. And if you say to me, okay, I need to ask you all of these questions on this form and you sound like a robot, I'm already turned off of the conversation. Like that's just me personally. I like to get to know people. I like to have that warm, fuzzy, good feeling if there's someone that I'm hiring for something. Like, that's me. Like, I don't know. I want to feel special. Like, I know, you know, I know, I know. And the, this is going to sound really ridiculous, but you ever go to the doctor's or dentist's office and every single time they make you fill out this form name, yes. address. I'm like, why do I have to fill this out every time you have this? <laughs> Nothing has changed, you know, come 15 so, minutes early so you can give us your information again, again, <laughs> like all you have to ask is anything changed or only complete if something has changed. Doesn't that drive you nuts? Yes. So I don't ever want to put somebody through that unless, mm-hmm. you know, obviously I'm going to assume most things are the same, except, you know, unless the thing about insurance though, I will say, especially on the personal lines, you usually end up knowing when they're moving, mm-hmm. if you have their homeowners or their renters or something right. like that. Sometimes you'd be surprised and you don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes that happens. But yeah, so I, I think too with gathering information and as far as getting prepared or however you need to be prepared, just know what's going on uh, and for control what you can. What I mean by that is a lot of times with these insurance reviews, if you're meeting with a client, especially if it's an appointment, I would say at least eight to nine times out of 10, if people really made this appointment, they're coming in with documents. They're Mm -hmm. coming in with their policies. So certain questions like, where do you live? What's your address? It's likely on that piece of paper. They don't spell it out to you. So whatever you can to absorb it without asking them more questions, you know, that's the obvious to me. Mm -hmm. After a while, you know this, I get it. Onboarding early, you might ask a bunch of questions. I'm not negating that. I'm not saying that's wrong. That's just you getting used to making sure you get all the information because there's a lot of information to gather in insurance. Mm -hmm. But the more you do this, the more you realize people are bringing in a lot of information that they really don't have to complete and they don't have to answer. Right. But you can also like spin it and take a time, take the time to learn about them as you're going through this process. So it doesn't seem like, So I don't want to say rehearsed, but it's kind of like rehearsed. Like, you know, you know the details, you should know the details that you need from these folks as they're coming in. So like you can learn a little bit more about their life and about their family. And obviously this turns into information you want to put into your CRM so that you can remember these things. And it also allows you to have the opportunity potentially cross sell another product to them or, you know, whatever it may be. 
I just think it's so important to establish that relationship. This is like the first layer of the lasagna. I say lasagna mm-hmm. all the time with these layers, but you know, the first layer of that relationship that you're building, like you're taking the time, you want them to feel like you actually care. You should actually care, but you really want them to feel like you actually care and you're learning about them. But it's so very important that you actually listen to what they're saying because it's really insulting to have to repeat and re-explain something that's already been explained to you. It makes the person feel like you are not actually listening to them. You're not engaged in the conversation. And do you actually really care about what's going on with them? Now, I hear from agents all the time, you know, people are so transactional these days and they want everything instant and this, that, and the other thing. I understand what you're saying. However, here's my big butt to this whole thing. These folks who are coming to you as an independent insurance agent, they're coming to you. They could have gone online to do this. So don't treat them like an online transaction. They chose you as an independent agent because they want a relationship. They want someone they can talk to. They don't want to get a random person every time they call in. They don't want to have to search for their answer online. They chose you as their independent insurance professional because they want a relationship. Mm -hmm. Give it to them. Like they are here for it. Don't treat them like a transaction. You agree, Dana? Do you get it? Do you understand? Exactly. Know your audience, right? Yeah. Read (laughs) Read the room, room. guys. Read the room. Our famous (laughs) read the room. I mean, and the longer you do it, the more you, you read the room better. (laughs) Is that the right thing to say? I mean, honestly, I mean, it takes a little while to feel out. So the people, you're exactly right. If they're coming into your office to meet with you, especially nowadays, they have everything at their fingertips. Mm -hmm. It could have been done 10 times over before they came and made this appointment with you. So they made the time. They're sitting there with you. So take the time to make it as smooth transition as possible as you're talking with them. You want to make it more conversational. You Mm want to engage. You want to educate. But you also need to you're you're doing business at the same time but the engagement and the conversation piece um that takes time sometimes to kind of figure out because as you're learning you might be still learning a system and stuff going on as you're entering information so the longer you do this the conversation can get easier you can listen better while you're also you know, doing some work. There's times you're going to get engaged solely with the client. You're going to give them that eye contact. You can give them that one-on-one. Then there's going to be times where you're going to turn to your computer and you need to enter information because you need to start the process of Mm -hmm. quoting or whatever prep work you have getting into that. You should, if you know any preliminary information, you should have something started. There's times you don't though. So you got to start from scratch and I get that. So you got to learn how to get the conversation and keep it going while you're doing things, but also know when to turn and say, wait, they're saying something very important right here. They need my undivided attention and listen to them because they might be telling you the real reason why they're there, what's upsetting them, what they're frustrated with, with their current agent, their current company, their current coverages. That's when you need to learn how to stop, listen, and talk through it. Because that's when I think you start to gain some additional trust with these people, with any client for that matter. But again, I, I really hate to keep saying stressing it. It takes some time to get that down and some practice, but it, it does. It does come, I promise. <laughs> right. And, you know, it's different with personal lines clients versus commercial lines clients. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what I will say when it comes to commercial clients clients 
you really need to have a full understanding of their complete operations, what it is that they're doing. And if you are writing any guy that comes into the office who owns a business, that's great. I understand we got to keep lights on and we're generalists. But if you're choosing to focus on a certain class of business with your commercial clients, make sure you take the time to educate yourself a little bit. And if you don't understand an operation that they are doing, ask them. Like if you don't understand what that all entails, dig a little deeper. Like you're there to be learning information from your client as well. This is a two-way street. You're making sure you're understanding exactly what they're doing so you can identify the risk and pair it with the coverage. Like that's what we're doing. So just be, I think a lot of people feel wrong if they have to ask an additional question to understand something. Like that to go away. That's like fourth grade stuff. Were you embarrassed in fourth grade to ask questions? I was like, I was so embarrassed to ask in front of the class. That's not what this is anymore. And I do have to say, I'm really happy with the school system. I'm sorry, I'm going to go off here on a tangent for a second. I'm really happy with the school system. Sophia's in fifth grade. That kid is not afraid to ask a question. Like I even said to her, I'm like, you know, you don't be afraid to ask questions. Oh, mom, I'm not afraid to ask questions. They tell us to ask questions all the time. And I always ask questions when I don't understand something. And I was like, well, good for you. Because when I was in school, like, that's like embarrassing. Like, you have to raise your hand and speak out loud. Like, <laughs> and, ask oh pretend, and ask a question that you don't, you think you're, you should know the answer to. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, I, maybe I'm supposed to know this. I better not raise my hand. Right. I was just like, wow. Because I would like. I would. I was very shy. She not a problem. Don't so call on me. I'm in the yeah. corner. Please. Don't oh my call gosh, me. that's how I was. I was so afraid to speak in front of the class. Yeah, I did not like that. And no. look at me now. Here we are with podcast. So she has a podcast for school too. Cracks me up. She has a wow. podcast. Wow, impressive. I know, right? Anyways, but, but you're right, Nicole. I mean, I think at first too, I was you're afraid to ask some certain questions. But as yeah. you keep going, and I can see on the commercial side, as you know, on the retail side, I didn't sell as much commercial, but there was some, and I had to ask some questions just so I can get a better feel. So when I went to my underwriter. I had an idea of here's their scope of business. I needed to know as many details as possible. And sometimes the the business owner coming in, you know, they they leave out details because they do it all the time. You know, this is just my business. So you might have to really pry a little bit to say, well, how do you do this? And what about this? And I'm sure they know all the answers. So it's nice. They'll give them to you. Sometimes you right. just got to pry them a little bit so you can help get them the product they need. <laughs> Right. And this can easily become a really bad game of whisper down the alley. And you're like a ping pong ball being thrown around because Mm -hmm. if you're not gathering information, if you're not actively listening, if you're not asking the right questions and you have to keep coming back and forth between the client and then to the underwriter, everybody's losing trust in your ability. Mm -hmm. So being prepared, you know, yes, forms are important, but don't rely so heavily on the form that you're not engaging in the conversation. I know everyone listening is probably like, oh my gosh, there's all these things I need to do. These become natural over time after you've done this a couple of times. But it's really important to, you know, keep that eye contact as well. If you're a person who gets, you know, really um, distracted easily, like make sure you keep that eye contact, you're, you're, engaging in the conversation, you're listening, you're paraphrasing things back, you actually understand what's going on. Don't be the fourth grader in the back of the room going, oh yeah, I understand if you don't actually understand what they're sharing with you. Really right. important. These are these are important things. But the one thing I wanted to wrap up with is deadlines. 
and this can be hard. It can be hard to get things from people and get them to return things in a timely manner. If you set the stage and you give them a deadline and tell them why, that can be helpful. So you don't have to keep going back and forth and bugging the person. If you say, okay, I need this by Friday so I can move forward with this process. Otherwise, we're at a standstill or whatever it may be. So I'm big on that, setting that expectation, explaining why you need it by a certain date and talking through it. I think that is truly helpful. What did you do, Dana, when you need things that were overdue or preventing that from happening? Yeah, I mean, that was the best method. I think I, again, I so nauseating. I say this all the time, but I, I, that took time for me. I was, that was hard for me. I, I didn't, I wasn't good at setting the precedent. I need this by the state. I don't know why it's not an unfair thing to do. And after a while, it was just like, Hey, no, I, you know what? I really need to get this by next Wednesday. Otherwise it's going to really stall everything. You think that is that a possibility next Wednesday work for you? Or maybe I shouldn't even pivot to that. But a lot of times if they were really serious about the transaction, it was there. Exactly. And then towards the end, towards the end, the more you put deadlines and the urgency, mm-hmm. things were getting done. It was a wonderful thing. I'm like, why don't I do this sooner? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. I think when you first enter into any industry and you know, you're wet behind the ears and you haven't like experienced these things, mm-hmm. I think it's hard to be aggressive. And some people call this being aggressive. I think it's setting realistic expectations. Dude, I need this stuff so I can do what you want me to do for you. Point blank. I have no problem now, but I get it. When I was younger. And people did it to me and I didn't think twice about it. Right. So I don't know why it was so hard for me to do it to other other people. Now I don't don't care. I don't know if it's an age thing. (laughs) But you get over it. You do. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. Time's a wonderful thing in that that matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) You get used to it and you're like, this is great. I'm getting things done. Or here's the other thing. If they don't meet your deadlines, then they're not serious. And you know you Mm -hmm. can move on. That's the other side. And you actually save a lot of your own time. And yes, you you don't want to lose any piece of business, but you're going to learn what's worth your time and what's not. Right. that time's more valuable because then now you can refocus on another piece of business that is worth your time. Mm -hmm. That took a while too. I think that's what it was. I was so focused on a missed opportunity that I think I was missing future opportunities because I was wasting too much time going, where are you? Where's this? What's that? Please save yourself that hassle, really. Absolutely. No, I completely agree with you. But it's funny as you you do these things more often, you get more confident, you know, you are able to not be aggressive. I hate the word aggressive. I don't know. Forceful is not right either. Assertive. Maybe it's assertive. I don't know. More confident in your conversations. We'll say that. I like confidence. That's better. More confident in your conversations and asking for those deadlines too. But um, being prepared and organized is definitely the two key elements to effectively gathering information. In whatever role you're in, you're always going to have to be gathering information and communicating it to somebody else to make sure Like I said, it doesn't become a bad game of whisper down the alley and you become a ping pong ball. No fun. No fun to be passed back and forth. So Right. Exactly. Dana, thanks for taking the time to talk with me today. I appreciate it. Thanks, Nicole. Great to talk to you. Have a good day. And I'm on the roll.